You're listening to Life in the A-Zone podcast. I'm Peggy Sweeney McDonald, and these are my stories of moving back to my hometown in Louisiana after 36 years to live with my father and mother after she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. It's been a tough journey, but through the hard times, I found the strength to keep moving forward and find those precious moments of grace. Writing my stories of love, laughter, life, and loss in the A-Zone has helped me to grieve and heal. I'm honored to share them with you. Thank you for listening today. This is Meatball Madness. Your mother wants to make her meatballs and spaghetti for you and Jimmy, Dad announces as he pulls out our nanny cookbook looking for the recipe. My sisters Shannon and Kelly created our family cookbook together many years ago. It was a huge project with pictures and recipes gathered from our grandmothers, mom, aunts, mother-in-laws, cousins, sisters, nieces, and friends. The pink cover has a beautiful black and white picture of our grandmother, Nanny, probably in her early 20s. We all received these cookbooks for Christmas that year and have given them to our friends throughout the years. We cherish the cookbook, and it is the go-to for any old family recipes. Dad flips through the cookbook, finds the recipe, and writes down the grocery list of items for the meatballs and sauce, and then gets ready to go to the grocery store as soon as Mom can find her purse, which could take anywhere from 5 to 30 minutes. I can help when I get back later today, I say as I dash out the door. At 3 o'clock, I begin pulling out the recipe items. Packs of Italian sausage, ground meat, onions, celery, bell peppers, green onions, garlic, olive oil, salt, pepper, Italian seasonings, breadcrumbs, eggs, and jars of tomato sauce. I turn the nanny cookbook to the meatball recipe and notice it's not mom's recipe, but from somebody else. Damn, I must have missed out, as I never remember mom making these meatballs. I've never made meatballs, but great, (laughs) I'm up for the task. Mom joins me in the kitchen, and I set up chopping boards at the counter. Dad comes in, grabs a knife, board, onions, and sits at the kitchen table to chop the onions. Mom stands at the counter, and I give her the celery to chop. I start uncasing the sausage, and I look over to see she is chopping large slices of celery. Slices that would be great for a salad, but are way too big for meatballs. Mom, you need to chop the celery smaller, I say without even thinking. What's wrong with these slices? Too big for meatballs, Mom. You need to chop it finely. She throws her hands up in the air dramatically and says, you do it. Mom, you take over my car, my house, my kitchen, and now you're telling me how to cook? She says indignantly as she storms away to her bedroom and slams the door. What happened, Dad asks. He wasn't paying attention to the interaction before the outburst. He is hard of hearing, and his hearing aids are clearly not working today. I fill him in on the testy situation and stand there totally frustrated. I walk to the bedroom door and knock as we have now been officially locked out. I'm sorry, Mom. Please come back. This is supposed to be a fun mother-daughter bonding dinner. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I really need your help, I beg to the locked door. I get no response. Dad comes down the hall and stands behind me. He sees that I'm about to start to cry. 
Sherry, please come to the kitchen and help Peggy make your meatballs, he begs. Yeah, Mom, I've never made meatballs, and I have no idea what I'm doing, I say sweetly with tears in my voice. Nada. Total silence. W.T.F. Jimmy walks in the back door and hears the commotion in the hall. What's going on? I tell him the problem, and he shakes his head and heads upstairs. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, he says under his breath. He is not getting in the middle of the meatball madness. I guess I'm making meatballs on my own. They bought about five pounds of sausage and ground meat, so with all the chopped seasoning, it fills a huge aluminum bowl. So now I'm crying and up to my elbows, mixing the slimy meatball mixture with my hands. I hate this consistency. This is probably why I never made meatballs. Back in Los Angeles, Jimmy and I would purchase amazing meatballs and sauce from a little Italian deli called Bay Cities in Santa Monica with homemade pasta, sauce, and the best Italian bread ever. Those meatballs reminded Jimmy of his favorite New York Italian restaurants. So now I'm wishing we were back in L.A. having a takeout meatball dinner from Bay Cities. I can't catch my tears or wipe my runny nose. So I lean my head down and lift up my shoulder, wiping both with my shirt. Lovely. Dad comes over and stands at the counter watching me. Can you help me roll them, Dad, I ask. He looks at the meatballs I have rolled so far. You're making them too big, he advises me, and I give him a look. Seriously, don't start with me, I think to myself. We stand in silence, rolling countless meatballs, and then place them on large cookie sheets filled with parchment paper. Dad places the trays in the oven to bake. I go to the bedroom door and knock again. I beg Mom one more time to please join me. No response. Frick it, I think. This sucks big time. I head back to the kitchen to start the sauce. Soon the house smells amazing. I start the pasta water boiling, make a big green salad and garlic bread. I realize we will have meatballs for days, and Mom is probably not joining us for dinner. I have a great idea. Sweeney sisters to the rescue. I text them on the sisters text thread. Dinner? Mom wanted to make her meatballs. Now pissed at me and locked in her bedroom, I text. Oh, no. Rob's working late, but I'm down for some meatballs. What time? Shannon texts. Scott, Peyton, and I will come for meatballs. I'll bring some wine and some champagne to make Mama Mimosa, Aaron texts. Can't make it tonight. Girls dance. Duncan has homework, but save me some meatballs. When did Mom start making meatballs, Kelly texts. 7 p.m. is good. I don't remember Mom ever making meatballs, I text. Mom made spaghetti and meat sauce. Never meatballs, Shannon texts. The big A light bulb goes off. OMG, mom meant to say she wanted to make the meat sauce and spaghetti, not meatballs and spaghetti. Holy crap. I was clueless, and so was dad. Shannon, Aaron, my brother-in-law Scott, and my niece Peyton arrive in 30 minutes. Aaron and Shannon head to the master bedroom door and knock. Mom, we're here for dinner. Shannon yells through the door as she knocks three times. Come out, Mom. I'm making you a mimosa, Aaron pleads, knocking three more times. Within seconds, my mother comes bouncing out with a smile on her face, happy to see them and her precious granddaughter, Peyton. 
Dad has set the kitchen table, which only has six chairs, and they all sit down. Mom, Dad, Shannon, Aaron, Scott, and Peyton. I serve them steaming plates with beautiful meatballs and sauce on top of spaghetti. They pass the salad. Jimmy brings them the bread basket. There is no room for us at the table, so Jimmy and I sit at the counter on bar stools, the kitty counter, where the grandkids usually sit. These are delicious. Yummy. So good, Peg. Thanks for inviting us over, they all comment as they eat my delicious spaghetti and meatballs. Jimmy and I sit and eat in silence. I stuff my face, even though I'm so upset I've lost my appetite. But I am eating these frickin' meatballs. They are laughing, telling stories, and drinking wine. I look over at Mom, sipping her champagne mimosa. I haven't seen her this animated in weeks. She hasn't looked at me once since my sisters arrived. I'm getting the cold shoulder. Does she even remember why she's pissed off at me? Do you have any dessert? Aaron asks. No dessert, Jimmy barks annoyingly. They finish eating and move into the living room. Jimmy and I scoop the leftover meatballs into plastic containers as they all want to take some leftovers home. We set aside a container for Kelly, too. There are now only eight meatballs left for us. We clear the table and I begin to clean the messy kitchen. I hear them laughing and having a great time. Tears roll down my face as I load the dishwasher. I feel left out and ignored. Well, at least you know how to make meatballs and sauce, Jimmy says as he stands washing the big pot and makes me laugh with the way he says sauce with a New York accent. Red gravy, I replied through my tears. This makes us laugh even more. This is a running joke between us. During the six years we lived in New Orleans, we always heard the locals call spaghetti sauce red gravy. That is just wrong. You can't call sauce red gravy, Jimmy would say. Soon they are all leaving and my mom turns to her bedroom. She walks away in silence. I hear her door shut. There are no good night hugs. No thank you for dinner. Well, that was a shit show, Jimmy says as he takes the garbage out. Good job with dinner. Thank you, Dad says. I have to admit, despite the meatball drama, they were frickin' amazing and the seasoning was chopped just right. I haven't made meatballs since. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Peggy Sweeney McDonald, and each week I will be sharing my stories of life in the A-Zone. My hope is for you to find courage, strength, and grace as you navigate your caretaking journey with your parents, spouse, or family members. New episodes will post each Wednesday. Follow me at Life in the A-Zone on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out my best-selling book, Meanwhile Back at Cafe Dumont, Life Stories About Food, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Pelican Publishing.